headline caught my eye today because if, in fact, Della Millard is convicted of killing his dad, Wayne Millard, then he does, in fact, lose access to his inheritance. And that is as it should be. But what it also would mean is those whose lives were destroyed by Millard will also not have access to it. Which means that the $14 million lawsuit that had been filed by the Bosma family, that is the family of Tim Bosma, likely would not see any of that. And I want to be clear, this is not about money for the Bosmas. They are not driven by that. But they certainly do and deserve to have him be held accountable, as well as the Babcocks, who uh, were said to possibly be joining that lawsuit. Because they have been robbed of their life. They have been robbed of loved ones. In the case of Tim Bosma, they have been robbed of the breadwinner of the family. But more than that, money to Dellen Millard, and this is my view, is power. So when you take away that power, that's pretty symbolic. Because without it, Millard becomes just another jail number in that jailhouse. Let's bring in Lauren Honigman to talk about this case and a couple of other headlines. Hello there, sir. Good evening. Interesting, uh, isn't it? Well, it is interesting. I mean, I kind of knew that it, we, we, we've all known, um, certainly since covering the trial, that the uh, inheritance which would have gone to Della Millard certainly was being used to pay for his very expensive lawyers. And then right. in the second trial... It was, of course, frozen, because why, if there's a a thought to believe that he killed his father, why should he be then able to use that money? But then I thought, oh, I never realized that if the family does, in fact, sue, they don't have any access to that. Well, yeah, because there'd be no funds there. They call it, uh, and it's sort of in quotes, I mean, it's not the technical name, but the vernacular, the slayer rule. It's like, uh, what it does is, is that it says, hey, listen, if you're a criminal... Uh, you're not entitled to benefit from your crime. So um, w- essentially what that would mean at the end of the day, if he is found guilty mm-hmm. in the murder of his father, he would not be able to inherit anything left from his father's estate, couldn't uh, access any holdings, couldn't get any any life insurance, anything that was anything that was there. And I, I think there's, you know, when you think about it, uh, it, this has not happened very often in Canadian legal history, maybe 10, 11 times. Um, but you can understand why, Alex? Why? Totally get it. You know, a law would be in there. It's, you know, it would be completely contrary to public policy. You don't want somebody to profit from a murder that they cause. So, and but yeah, I guess the ironic twist, of course, is that the, the the people like the Bosma family, if they were to be able to prove their case down the road uh, with respect to the civil lawsuit and that the Babcock family joined, etc., um, you'd get a judgment. Uh, but then uh, there might be nothing in in his estate uh, that would uh, be able to pay that judgment. Um, But you said it off the top, and I'm sure this is the case, that for for this family, uh, it's not going to be about money at the end of the day. Well, they're not driven by by that. For them, it's all about accountability. But I think also it would speak... Millard was a colossal loser. There's only the only reason he was anybody is because he had money. And and you could see by the people that he surrounded himself, all those losers, the drug guys, the people doing uh, theft, they all hung on to him because he was the party. He paid for the party. Right. Uh, and he, th- that's how he was validated. So for him to lose that inheritance uh, would strike 
a very big blow to him. Well, sure, because when you and we only found this out because of all of his financial details that came out through these different procedures, especially uh, with respect to the Babcock trial when uh, uh, the Justice Code made that pretrial judgment about the. Uh, how much money he had because of the issues as to whether he could access a lawyer. So we know that he owns 50% stake in the family business, and his father left him another 50% of the business. So that's really what's at stake as part of the inheritance. And uh, and then, of course, there was uh, evidence that after his arrest in 2013, uh, 2013 he was liquidating his uh, real estate yeah. uh, holdings. Very quickly. Uh, yeah, and he owes, what, hundreds of thousands of dollars, allegedly, and unpaid taxes, court records. So, so yeah, so this, uh, this judgment, um, and by the way, as I understand it, um, Her Honor is going to decide, announce this week whether she's going to... I think it's the 19th go- that she will decide if she's actually going to uh, say uh, announce it now or in the fall. Or in the fall, yeah. But so, let me uh, ask you this, though. Yeah. I don't know, and I've never been able to find out, you know, where... So that money would be in a trust right now. And because he's an only child, I don't know who else it would go to. Um, It might go to other family members of Wayne Millard. However, would there not be a way for the Bosmas or the Babcocks to go after it a different way? Yeah, perhaps. And I guess that's where... uh uh, what they'll probably do, and and certainly anybody would advise them to do, is mm-hmm. to get uh, some counsel from lawyers who deal in these estates issues. Because, you know, if it, it's not going to sit there forever, if the money is there, it's got to go somewhere. It's going to, you know, at the end of the day, yep. if somebody dies without a will, for example, and mm-hmm. nobody, there's no inheritance, it eventually goes to the to the state, right? Yep. That's sort of the last thing. So you're right. Uh, maybe there would be a way. Um, maybe somehow there would be an application there, and and they, I'm, I'm sure they're going to get that type of legal advice. But uh, very, very interesting. At the end of this all, yeah. Uh, the, this was, and, and if I'm not wrong, this was uh, brought in. These changes were brought in under the McGinty uh, Liberals. I think Michael Bryant had announced this, and this was very much around the time when the Hell's Angels were having their clubhouses shut down, and they brought in this legislation. If it's the same legislation, to say you can't profit off the proceeds of crime. Right. And uh, it, actually it was it's a federal law. It's okay. part of, yeah. So that's not the same of, then. Okay. Yeah. It's but uh, but but yeah, it's it's that's exactly what it is. A criminal should not be entitled to benefit from his or her crime. Uh, and and there I there would not be one person out there right now who wouldn't agree that you know we we criticize and we we analyze a lot of laws in this province and in this country, but uh, I think everybody would agree that's a really proper proper law. And when I think that, and even though at the end of the day, the Bosma family, uh, you know, may be impacted by it, if that's Mm -hmm. the word, I I think that they probably would understand it as well. Well, they would. Look, again, they're not driven by money. They have a foundation that they have started up to help other victims of crime. So they do an awful lot of work of giving back. That's who they are. Uh, But it would be a shame if um, they couldn't access any of this, even if it were to help their foundation or, in fact, that little girl. But of course, that that would all depend at the end of the lawsuit, etc. And, you know, and speak Speaking of lawsuits, I know we look south of the border. You wanted to talk about what I would think is one of the craziest, this is just America, uh, lawsuit. Yeah, this this seems very crass, but the owner of MGM has filed suit against the victims of the Las Vegas 
Um, Say that again so the listeners can understand what you just said. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the hotel yeah. has filed suit against the victims, many of the victims, of the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. And that's all to kill off future lawsuits over the mass shooting. I don't understand... I, I mean, only a lawyer, pardon me, no, no. only a lawyer could come in. And I know they're pretty wacky down understand. there in the States with these lawsuits. But yeah. this is like, are you kidding me? 59 people died in that shooting. How could the hotel not think that this will be bad publicity? Well, it's, it's, well the company is arguing in these lawsuits. And again, um, this is America. And, and this happens many times. We have these discussions but apparently you can in America, uh, you can file a lawsuit to, to try and get a judgment to say, quote, that you have no liability of any kind to mm-hmm. the survivors. It's a law that was enacted after 9-11. Yeah. And it's, it basically says it targets victims who have sued the company, voluntarily dropped their claims, threatened to sue, etc. And it's 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 unbelievable, and I, I guess what it is is that it's it's somehow to mitigate. I don't. When I read this, I thought to my I had to read it two times to say, are, is, can you really do that in the U.S.? Can you file a lawsuit against victims so you can get a judge to say the company's not liable for the deaths, injuries, or de-? it's almost like trying to it's it's a preemptive attack, right? If you will you could never get away with that in Canada. No, like what kind of lawsuit is that? Now yeah. in Canada, you can bring what is what's called applications for, we call them declarations. And, you know, I, I, maybe maybe this would be some sort of same type of lawsuit for a declaration of, of some sort, but to find the company's not liable for the debts before they're ever, they're, they're, how do you adjudicate that? Right. Because in my mind, it would be this, the same thing. It would just be flipped. God. You know, if, if I were anyway, one of those people, I'd be tripling the claim I put in just based on, <laughs> if, I'd be like, really, you want to play that game? You know, you read this and you say, yeah, okay, that's the U.S. Uh, you know, that, that's the way we put it into the, yeah, that's U.S. <laughs> it's, um, they do things a little differently down there and uh, to, to try and say that. Now, I, I get it. I guess the reason that those types of law, uh, laws were enacted in the U.S. after 9-11 was because of these types of, of tragedies, these types of things. Um, that can happen, and, and they want to limit the liability of, of, of these groups. But, you know, I, where's the insurance companies? <laughs> you know, well, they're meeting with the lawyers. You would, uh, <laughs> think they'd be in there. But anyway, yeah, so uh, very interesting. MGM suing more than 1,000 victims yeah. of the Las Vegas massacre. Yeah, hey, let me kick you while you're down. Yeah. I'll try yeah, kicking you. We just want to, like, get rid of any future lawsuits. You understand, victims. Of course. Uh, Lauren, i got to leave it there. Thanks. Okay. Talk again. Always. Lauren Honickman for this week's uh, edition of Case and Point. Two big headlines. Interesting. I'm Alex Pearson, and this is Global News Radio.